perception is tricky, right? As a person of the hard-headed persuasion, how am I supposed to ever learn a lesson when it doesn't repeat exactly the same way twice? It always has a new location or situation or even new characters. And even though the outcome is the quote-unquote same, perception allows me to ignore repetition or overlook it altogether. It affords me the clarity of mud to see a whole new situation unfold in front of me. And it allows me to pretend that I don't see the outcome headed right for me. You see, my ADHD brain might be my superpower, but it's also conditioned me to look for patterns, not repeated outcomes. So if the pattern is different, even in the slightest, then this must be all new. And I should see where this leads. My mama didn't raise no quitter. And surely I can't waste a chance at a better outcome. Or can I? My name is Jason Farias, and this is my Madness Method. I would love to sit here and tell you that after I punked Robin's old man and sent him on his little bitch-ass way that I took up some great cause to help all these girls that I'm surrounded by change their lives. Because now, looking back, and now that I'm a father and, and, and I don't have girls, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I had girls and my girls were in the position that these girls were in, I would leave a trail of bodies behind me without a sorrow or a sadness to get her the fuck out of it. But the unfortunate reality is, that's not who I was and that's not the point in life I was in. What wound up happening instead was I became that white boy. Here's the thing. I just wasn't like the rest of the folks. I mean, most of the folks that were in the area I was living in were black guys that were dealing the dope and messing with the hose and all of this shit, right? So it almost didn't matter what color my skin was. I was the white boy. <laughs> all right, fine. Whatever, man. But I was that crazy white boy that all the super hot hoes were hanging around. I had Robin that was kind of like, like my fishing line, right? You know, I, you know, I wanted to straighten something out too. I, I was, I was listening back to uh, the last podcast when we were talking about Robin and I, I called her a thousand dollar a night hooker. <laughs> and I know this may not mean shit to you, but any hooker should be a thousand dollar a night hooker. Okay. If, if a hooker's out there in Vegas and she's only making a thousand dollars a night, she's, she's probably in the wrong profession. Okay. But anyway, Robin was a $1,000 an hour hooker. She was a call girl. Anyway, I already went down that road. I just needed to straighten that out just so we could kind of set the tone of the type of people I was involved with and eventually fell away from. Okay. So Robin was like my, my fishing line, right? Send her out and she'd find other call girls that needed some shit and the strippers and, and, and so on. I mean, don't get me wrong. Joey and, and Ryan were, were doing a pretty good job, you know, managing the girls at the strip club that they worked at. But Robin frequented kind of everywhere, you know, and, and if she had some out of towner with a bunch of cash and wanted to get fucked up, boom, that money was coming to me for some dope and new strippers and other call girls. Like I was doing real good in the, the sex game as far as moving drugs, you know, huh, shit. So now I'm the white boy with all the pretty girls and all the money and all the drugs. And again, 
the mindset didn't really change from going way back to the beginning. I'm just having a good time. I'm just meeting people that, you know, the whole thing I'm, I'm taking care of Cindy. Uh, God, that's like a, like a fucked up little statement, right? Oh, look at all these hoes and strippers. And, but I'm going to tell you, that's not how we saw these girls. These were just girls that when they left, they did whatever the fuck they do. But when they were with us, they were just normal people that we partied with. And, you know, interestingly, I had made mention when I talked about moving to Harbor Island the first time of how there was always like these guys standing around and they would talk to me, you know, of course, but, you know, they were always very interested in what Cindy, yo, ma, you good? Yo, Anthony, you good? Blah, blah, blah. And these became the people I knew now, you know, now I was never that guy. Like I, first of all, I would never address a woman that way. You know, it's just not my vibe. Like I'm not a cat call in kind of yo girl. What's that? That's just not who the fuck I am. So that's what wouldn't be happening. But now I knew these guys once kind of word spread about who I was and what I was doing, you know, folks want to, I don't know, get, get a piece, find out what's going on, whatever the case may be. But anyway, that, that leads me to my next character. Okay. This guy shade now shade was this light skinned. I, I don't know if you guys, any that you're listening, uh, bone thugs in harmony. Okay. So he looked just like busy bone. Okay. If you don't know who that is, go look him up. So busy bone, light skinned black guy, you know, the guy even had like pigtails. He had a little longer hair and he was light skinned, kind of bad skin. He was the first to really approach me, you know, as usual, beautiful day out. Cindy and I are hanging out, apartment doors open and, and Shade walks by and he's like, yo, man. And, and he and I had like addressed each other. Yo, what's up, dog? Da, 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 and on about our business. And, you know, he had just found his way to swing by my apartment door, saw it was open, said, hey, what's up? And I was like, yo, man, come on in. And he came in and kind of felt the vibe out for a minute and seemed all right. And there was a couple girls over. So, of course, he's fucking super interested in what's going on there. So he was like, yo, man, you want to get stoned? I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get high. And so we started smoking a joint. And I was like, yo, man, you fuck around with you know, other shit. And he was like, yeah, what you got? And I was like, fucking boom. So I pulled out the bubble. He was like, fuck yeah, let's get on this. So I got old boy high and he was one of them dudes that like started fucking philosophizing and shit, you know, like one of them cats. I, I don't know. You ever, you ever gotten high with somebody or drunk? I don't, I don't care. Whatever. You ever got altered in any way with somebody and all of a sudden, they got third eye vision or fucking they can they, they they can philosophize and figure out the world and they know the meaning of life and shit. He was one of these fucking guys and it was entertaining, but like I've ran into a ton of these fucking cats, dude, and I was kind of over it before it even started, but he was a cool cat and I, I really thought nothing of it. But, you know, his philosophy, he started spitting once he was stoned and wired at the same time. Yo, man, I could help you make a ton of money. I'm like, man, that sounds like a problem. Oh, man, I know all these hoes, this and that. I'm like, I, I'm now, it doesn't matter what he thinks he knows. I'm not sharing what I do know as a fact. And I'm like, I'm already selling to a plenty of hoes and plenty of strippers and fucking, I, I, don't, I don't need more drama like that. So... He was like, yeah, man, I got, I got my boy Dolly. And I'm like, your, your boy Dolly. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, whatever. He's like, yeah, fucking, I should introduce you to him. And I was like, yeah, man, whatever. He's like, you want to go over there? 
Mm, nah, man, not not today. You know, one new person that I have to then like zone in. I I almost have to revert internally and and kind of surmise the situation, right? Anytime I met somebody new at this point, at this evolution of the of of drug dealing. When I met a new person and they would leave my presence, I would evaluate everything I saw, everything I heard, everything I felt, and I, w- I would evaluate these people. It's not necessarily that, that oh, I, I can only meet one person a day, but in this instance, he took the new person's spot for the day, and, and, and that was enough. So we finished getting high, sent him on his way, and I did what, you know, what I do. I, I closed the door. I got lit, you know, Cindy and I did what Cindy and I do when we'd get super high and, you know, I just reflected and it seemed all right. You know, he seemed harmless. So I I sort of like subconsciously like checked the box. Okay, we're going to go ahead and move forward with at least letting this guy be around. And the next day, like, like clockwork, he showed up almost at the same time. I, I would say it was later in the afternoon. But he showed up and he's like, yo, man, I was telling my boy Dolly that he'd, he'd love to meet you. Can he come by or whatever? And I'm like, yo, he's kind of pushing this. It's fucking weird. I was like, well, if Shade is the fucking gopher and Dolly's the guy sending him out. I was like, all right. I said, why don't you take me? And, you know, little did I know that Dolly lived in the complex, which I, I think he kind of alluded to. But no, I didn't really pay attention to most of the shit this guy was saying, to be perfectly honest. But anyway, it was the building. Down the way, a couple buildings over, still in Harbor Island. Uh, he was up on the second floor. It was right near the stairs. So really, you just go out my unit. You make a right. You go just go straight down to the end of my building. And at the end of my building is the next one. You go up that flight of stairs, and it was his spot. And we go in there, and and Shade's like, yo, this is Dolly. I'm like, Dolly? That's your name? He's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what people call me. I was like, well, my name's Jay. What, what the, what's your name? He's like, oh, I don't give out my government name. I was like, oh, oh, we're in that fucking cartoon, huh? I was like, I kind of assumed Shade wasn't this guy's name, but like his behavior tracks that he just goes off a nickname. But but Dolly was like, yeah, I don't give out my government name. And I was like, fuck. All right. So this is what we're doing. I said, well, and I told him straight up. I mean, within three minutes of meeting this guy, I said, well, I'm not calling a grown man Dolly, so I'll just call you D. All right. I don't know if that's better in hindsight, but I, I'm just like, hey, Dolly, the fuck that shit. I'm not I'm not doing that. But interestingly, and, and come to think of it, Dolly or D looked just like crazy bone from Bone Thugs. And, and Cindy and I would joke about it later in life, you know, because these two guys look like members of Bone Thugs and Harmony. And, and it was strange to see, like, that's how we jokingly refer to, like, oh, we're going to go see Bone Thugs, you know, and, and Cindy knew where I was going when I said, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see Bone Thugs. He was a clean cut dude. Dolly was like clean. He didn't, he wasn't tatted. He didn't dress like super baggy clothes. He was very clean cut to be perfectly honest. Um, He seemed out of place for running around with shade for just kind of being in this environment. But I, I, I probably stuck out in that same fashion. So I guess I really thought nothing of it. And also at the apartment with Dolly was his girl, Charlene, and we called Charlie. And and when I tell you, this girl was so cute and so soft-spoken. She was a light-skinned black girl, and she was just fucking adorable. Like, I, I, I wasn't able to place why she was in this situation. 
if that makes any sense. Similar to like Cindy did not belong in the environment that we were sitting in. I, I mean, I didn't either, but yeah, just bear with me here. Cindy was an innocent soul, at least as far as this goes, you know, and was really out of her element here. And Charlie seemed very much the same. Like she followed her guy, Dolly, or whatever the fuck this guy's name was. She just followed him down this rabbit hole and she was very welcoming. You know, hey, can I get you something to drink or whatever? It was it was nice. It was almost refreshing. You know, all the other girls in my life besides Cindy were fucking were call girls, hookers, and strippers, you know. So this was very refreshing. And it didn't take long for the conversation between Shade and Dolly and I. Yo, I, I hear you doing this, that, and the other. We heard you slap the shit out of some guy that sent his girl. Da, da, da. I was like, yeah. And, you know, like I was sort of on the defensive trying to figure out, oh, is this guy, did, did he know that dude that I smacked the shit out of? Did, you know, is that why I'm here? Because he wants to fucking do something about it? And fuck it, let's handle it, bro. Like, fuck, I'm here. I ain't scared. Let's do it. I, full disclosure, I probably was really scared, but I was too stupid at this point. Like, the personality change in me had taken over. So, if there was fear in me, it, it was hiding in my big toe or some shit. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I slapped that dude. Began, I explained in the situation. Yeah, this girl came up to me. I got $14. Fuck, you want me to do a $14? And I see old boy sitting over there. He's the one that sent her over. So, yeah, I had to check that dude. Yeah, I need to set the tone here. Like, I'm not fucking doing this. And we all kind of laughed. And then they asked about Robin's old man and what, what went on there. Because they know this dude. He's been floating around the area. And I, I kind of explained the situation. And that's where Dolly started kind of putting me up on game and like straightening me out here because pimping is what happens out here. The amount of trouble, the amount of attention I would draw on myself if I ran around trying to punk fucking pimps, which was not my intention. Okay. That's not what this was about. At the time I, I had not associated pimping and prostituting with the way a dude should treat a woman. Right. And and this is going to sound really fucked up. Okay. But the reality is, is these girls that are in this life, for some reason, this is treatment that they were seeking. And that sounds wild. Okay. But what I learned over time was that as many times as any of these girls have stood in front of me with a fucking black eye or a fat lip or a broken nose, which is fucking weird, right? If you rent cars for a living, you're not going to rent a fucking dented car. For some reason, these girls sought this behavior. And I think maybe they sought this behavior or they accepted this behavior and this treatment because the life that they were in, whether it be, was because of drugs or maybe prostituting or stripping was giving them the attention that they were looking for. So they accepted the good with the bad. I mean, it was all bad in my eyes, but anyway, so Dolly puts me up on game that, you know, Hey bro, like, let me just share a little something with you. And what was wild is we spent the next three hours very quickly amidst this conversation, Shade mentions, hey, let's get high. Da, da, da. Okay, yeah. So, so I mean, let's just assume that everybody that I bring up for the next, I don't know, 10 episodes, they was, a conversation occurred and we all wound up getting high. But over the next three hours, we got fucking spun out and just talking and talking and talking. And, and 
what was wild is Dolly's putting me up on game about like if you're gonna be slang in on the south side, which is where Harbor Island was, is it in Vegas is on the south side of Vegas. You need to keep your shit on the south side. If you're going to be slanging in this area, you need to keep your shit here. Don't go looking. You're going to find yourself problems. If you go heading north trying to sell shit, you got people already up there. You know what I mean? Like, And he was like, people are already not going to be okay with the fact that you're here doing this at all. And then it, the first thing anybody hears about you is you punked a dude that's pimping his own girl. And then you slap the shit out of a dude that came short on money. So people know you're fucking serious. And I was like, oh, I pocketed that information because it freaked me the fuck out. Because there's enough conversation happening that people know I'm not fucking around. And here's the thing is, is, is none of that was intentional. None of those optics, none of that position point of view none of it none of that was intentional i was just running off of instinct hey bro you fucking beating up your girl i might have to handle you i didn't understand the dynamic of pimping and hoeing okay and then this guy sending his girl over to come short with some money on for some dope like that was just like how that should be like don't ever send your girl short like people die over that shit coming short with money you can send your girl. I had to punk that dude. I'd have done that on any street in any town in any fucking country. But there's enough conversation that people think I ain't fucking around, which is fine by me. But I wasn't ready to deal with that at that moment. Those first three hours of this conversation, getting put up on game, kind of being told the rules if you're going to get involved here. It was almost like I was being permitted it was almost like I was having a conversation with a guy that was setting the ground rules for me to be able to do shit. And that's interesting to think about, actually, because I had set a tone and it was accepted. And for me to do anything, these are the rules I must abide by. I can't go around punk and fucking pimps about their hoes, which I... <laughs> and once my, you know, if you're going to deal dope in Vegas school session was out... We spent the next, I don't know, rest of the night into the morning just sitting, just getting fucking high as fuck. Now, mind you, I felt comfortable enough with Shade and Dolly and Charlie, actually, that I went and I got Cindy and I was like, hey, and and Cindy and Charlie like meshed immediately. It, I swear it was like they were, they knew exactly what each other were going through. And Dolly and I, clicked really well and and shade was like this fucking hype man you guys remember those old i think it's looney tune characters chester and spike and spike would be walking down the road he's a bulldog and there's a little dog hopping over him hey spike hey spike or or no here's a better way if you've ever watched the movie how high right and mike epps plays the pimp baby powder and he's got that little assistant pimp with him man i've been pimping since pimping pimping okay that's these two motherfuckers right like like shade and Dolly would both sit there, but but Dolly would get like super deep, right? He'd be on one. We'd be fucking spun out and wired. And he'd just sit there and he'd be philosophizing and talking about the way the world is and fucking the keys to success and the reason for life and the whole thing. And Shade's like, yeah, man, you're so smart. It was humorous, to say the least. Because these two guys were putting me up on game and kind of let me know how it is, but they were also 
goofy motherfuckers. Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I feel like Dolly and I were two sides of the same coin. Like, we came from two different places. He's got the black male experience of life that led him to the dope game at Harbor Island in Las Vegas. And I've got the country sort of whitewashed version of the dope game that led me to Vegas at Harbor Island, right? Like, so we we converged together, but I think we really understood each other. Both of our girls were very similar. It was It was an interesting dynamic. You know, the next morning we trot on back, you know, the... 40 or 50 yards it was back to our apartment and uh you know the the sun had just come up which was always a very peaceful time in vegas you know if you've ever walked the strip at 5 a.m 5 30 a.m and they're hosing the sidewalks and and nobody's out and it's very quiet and serene it's like a really cool vibe i I strongly suggest that you get out super early like go out not be doing the walk of shame back somewhere i'm saying like get up early and go check out early morning vegas it's it's pretty interesting but for me this was when my second shift began because the girls were getting off work right they're tired they might have regular regular life shit to go do. Maybe they got to go grocery shopping. Maybe I don't fucking know what they got to do. Like I'm I'm not I'm not in their lives like that. But I knew that when the sun started coming up, it was time to start weighing out some bags. I knew who was going to be there. I knew how much they would want. And then I'd always bag up some others. Quote unquote one, whichever one showed up, right, would always know to expect a call from me around you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, it almost got down to such a science that there were days they were just in the parking lot already. They just needed to know how much I wanted. I still, to this day, it drives me nuts that it didn't matter how much dope I wanted. It didn't matter if I wanted a quarter pound. It didn't matter if I wanted a, it didn't matter. It was always in eight balls. Already bagged up eight balls. Actually, I take that back. It was in coffee cans and eight balls, right? And what if? Let's just, I mean, straight out the gate, already being bagged up, that's a fucking distribution charge. Like, why are you doing this? If I tell you I want an ounce, if I tell you I want a half a pound or or whatever, like, just put it in one big bag. Of course, it's for distribution, but but it's, if, if you're only getting a quarter ounce, half ounce, or an ounce, and it's all in A-balls. I'll smoke an ounce. Uh, at this time in this story, I would smoke an ounce of meth by myself without ever leaving my house until it was gone. That's easy. Dude, I'll smoke an ounce in a 24-hour period. But anyway, they would they would show up. And, you know, I knew every night I would need three ounces minimum. Um, I'd usually grab four Maybe maybe five, depending on like, hey, if if I did well last night, because see, what I would sell to locals, you know, I would get eight balls for sixty bucks, and I would sell them for a hundred. But if I get, if I get an out of towner that wanted some shit, they're paying two hundred dollars for an eight ball that I paid sixty bucks for. So if I did well that night with the out of towners, I'd I'd you know buy a couple extra ounces, no no problem. And it was in this adventure. Of one 
dropping off whatever amount it was the morning after I met Dolly and partying at his place that I was headed back into my apartment and Dolly hollers out. He's like, yo. And I'm like, fuck, dude, it's like early to be hollering like that. You need to fucking calm down. And he walks up with this this other guy. He's like, yo, I just ran into my boy. I, I just wanted to introduce you. I saw you right here. I thought I'd just introduce you guys. This is a solid cat. His name's Saya. And now I never asked, is your name Saya like S-A-I or S-I-A-H? Or is it Sire, S-I-R? And the reason why I didn't know and couldn't tell is because, and you know what? I think Dolly was the same way, is Saya was from the Bronx, okay? He was out from New York. And, yo, Dunny, what's up, son? And the, the whole thing, right? Like, so I didn't know when he says, yo, my name's Saya. I was, is he saying Sire? Like, I don't fucking know. I'm not going to. But, you know, Saya, I'll call somebody Saya. And, and I even asked him, I was like, don't tell me. You're not telling me your government name. He was like, nah, I don't give a fuck. And he told me, dude, first and last name. I'll never forget that guy's fuck first and last name. It was absolutely unique. And to this day, it's just burned a memory. Now, I said that for no fucking reason, because I'm not going to share you the guy's government name, because I don't know what kind of scumbag he went on to be. But anyway, in a 38-hour period, I went from only dealing dope to, you know, my couple of buddies over at the strip club. Fucking Joey and Ryan are still riding hard with me. Great guys. I really saw Joey more than Ryan by a lot. And now... I've got this guy Shade and this dude Dolly and Charlie and now this this new fucking New York character Sia. Now Sia is a little Puerto Rican guy, little dude. He must have been. He was like little Prince looking motherfucker. He was like five two, little guy, but had a had a fucking like a jaw rule voice. It was raspy and deep. And he was a little tiny guy. And you, know, I, dude, I'm I'm five seven on a good day, okay. And I was like. Tower, I felt like, yeah, I can hang out with this dude. He makes me feel tall as fuck, man. But when you hear him talk, you're like, oh, man, there's a seven-footer coming around the bend. No, not at all. Not at all. So anyway, in this 38-hour whatever it was period, I've I've got this new little team. And and I got a great vibe off of Saya. And I was shutting down for that morning, which is my night. Like the girls were coming by, picking up what they needed, and I needed some rest. Um, Because truth be told, it didn't matter how much meth I smoked. I was going to bed. I would smoke myself to sleep. I, I would sit in my bed and I would smoke a quarter ounce of methamphetamine until I was so high that it made me fall asleep. And then when I wake up, I'd smoke another quarter ounce to get the fuck out of bed. You know, sometimes it was three hours of sleep. Sometimes it was 15 hours of sleep, but I slept. So now I've got my own new little set of rules to be able to function in the South Side Vegas. I've got a new little squad and I've got a good amount of business coming in, y'all. Things are looking good for Jay. Listen, I just want to thank everybody for listening. The story means a lot to me and I, I hope it's doing something for you and I'd love to hear from you if, if it is if you have some feedback if you've ever been to any of the areas if you if you know of Harbor Island got it I really would love to hear any stories you have about Harbor Island but anyway feel free to reach out 
819products.com is my website where you can see other podcasts I'm on, things I got going on. That's the word eight, numbers one nine, and the word product.com. There's My Madness Method on Instagram and My Madness Method 819 at gmail.com. I'd really love to hear from you guys. So, yo, until the next time, <laughs> my name is Jason Furious, and oh lord, this is my madness method.